Today's word of truth is about the thought of being given a charge. And our passage of scripture is in Numbers chapter 27. We're going to look verses 18 and 19 and verse 22 and 23. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee, Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom in the, is the Spirit, and lay thy hand upon him, and set him before Eleazar the priest, and before all the congregation, and give him a charge in their sight. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him. And he took Joshua, and set him before Eleazar the priest, and before all the congregation. And he laid his hands upon him, and gave him a charge, as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses. So given a charge. Given a charge. Verses 18 and 19 again. The Lord said unto Moses, Take thee, Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay thy hand upon him, and set him before Eleazar the priest, and before all the congregation, and give him a charge in their sight. We all, in a way, are given a charge. Will we obey the charge that we have been given? Before all the congregation, it says, this was done so so they could be witnesses of the whole action. And so they could, by turn, acknowledge Joshua for their new God-called ruler or their new God-called leader. Given him a charge, or give him a charge. Joshua is given godly counsel and instruction for the right management of the great trust that was being given to him. And that great trust was the leadership of God's people. What great trust or great charge have you been given? Abraham Lincoln said, Reputation is the shadow, character is the tree. Our character is much more than just our reputation, what we try to display for others to see. It is who we are even when no one is watching. Having a good character means doing the right thing just because it is the right thing to do. Doing it because it is what's right to do. One dictionary defines character as the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. Another says it is the complex of mental and ethical traits making a person. In still another dictionary, character is said to be the stable and distinctive qualities built into an individual's life which determine his or her response, regardless of circumstances. Our character is what determines how we respond to situations, how we respond to circumstances of life. What kind of character do we have? What kind of character do you have? Moses had recently learned that he would not be leading the people of Israel into the promised land. God had singled out Joshua to be a man to take his place. Israel was about to see their first transition of power, their first change of leadership in their history. God led Moses to publicly establish Joshua as their next leader. Joshua had proven himself to be the kind of leader and the kind of man the people of Israel needed and could trust. Have you proven yourself trustworthy? Have we proven ourselves trustworthy? What kind of character do we have? What charge have we been given? Will we obey the charge that we have been given? Now we need to develop the type of character Joshua obviously possessed. For he was called by God to be the leader of his people. He had the kind of character God could trust to be the leader of his people. He had the kind of character God could trust to be the leader his people needed 
at that time. We need to have the kind of character that Joshua had in our life. We need to have the kind of character that leads in spite of opposition. The kind of character that is open to God's calling. The kind of character that follows God no matter what. The kind of character that seeks God's will. The kind of character that lives for God, even when no one is watching. The kind of character that lives out what you believe and not just be content in the knowing, but not rest until you are busy in the doing of God's word and God's will. Deuteronomy 5.29 Oh, that there were such an heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandment always, that I might be well with them and with their children forever. We need to be the kind of Christians. We need to be the kind of Christians that have the character to actually live out the Word of God, to do the Word of God in our life, not just be content to know the Word of God, to know doctrine, to know a lot of facts about the Bible, but we need to actually be doing that, living out the truths of the Bible, living out the commandments of the Bible, doing them, living them out in our life. Now, Joshua was the heaven-sent leader the people of Israel needed at that time. So let's look at the characteristics of Joshua, that man who was given a charge from God to do his will and work. Now, what is the charge of God that he has given you? We've all been given the charge like Joshua has been given. Are we fulfilling the charge that has been given to us? Well, first off, let's look at the high calling of Joshua. Joshua was a man who was called by God to do his will for him with his life. If you are called by God to do his will, consider it a high and awesome calling and do your absolute best to fulfill that calling. The Lord said, Take thee, Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay thine hand upon him. Verse 18. The position that Joshua was called to was not his own calling. But Joshua, once the calling was clear, accepted the calling of the Lord and did not run from it. He did not seek to do something else with his life. Once he was given that charge, and he knew what that charge was, he wanted to do that charge, fulfill that charge, live out that charge with his life. Is God calling you to do something in his service for him? If you think he may be, you need to be serious about that. You need to seek out his will for your life. You do not want to walk away from the call of God on your life. It would not be a pleasant thing to do to be out of the will of God for your life. We are all given a calling from God. Some callings are more specific. Some callings are for ministry, full-time ministry. But we all have a calling for ministry. Now, if God, it is God who commissions his laborers to go out into the harvest and to bring them in. It is God who calls his workers out to do his will. It is God who tells us to pray for more laborers because his fields are white, all ready to harvest. Why don't you tell the Lord you are a willing vessel to be used for him with your life? Just like Joshua did with his. Go after the charge. Take the charge. Live out the charge. Live out the will of God in your life. Matthew 9.38 says, Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Are you willing to be that laborer? Are you willing to accept the charge the Lord has given you to go out 
and bring them in, to go out and compel them to come into his house, to go out and witness to them, to give him his word, to share the gospel with them. We are all given that charge to do that. Will you accept that charge? Now notice, Joshua was Holy Spirit filled. He was filled with the Spirit of God, and that enabled him to do the work and the ministry which God had called him to do. Now, 1 Timothy 1.12 says, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for he hath counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. We are put into the ministry by God. Put into the ministry. Joshua was put into the ministry. He was a spirit-filled man put into the ministry by God. We as believers today can be Holy Spirit-filled just like Joshua was. Joshua was most likely one of the 70 who shared the spirit of power that rested on Moses, which was spoken of in Numbers chapter 11, verses 16 to 17. The Bible says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be elders of the people, and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. And I will come down and talk with thee there, and I will take of the spirit which is upon thee, and I will put it upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with thee, that thou bear it not thyself alone. But in the passage here in Numbers 27, verses 18 to 23, with the laying on the hands of Moses, Joshua was filled with the spirit of wisdom. Deuteronomy 34, 9 says, And Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him as did as the Lord commanded Moses. All Christians, all Christians have a measure of the Spirit, but not all Christians are filled with the Spirit. Are you filled with the Spirit? God wants all of us to be filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 5.18, but be filled with the Spirit. We are commanded to be filled with the Spirit. So how are you filled with the Spirit? You are filled by your faith. How is your faith? You need a desire to be filled with the Spirit. You need to live a life desiring the things of God. Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Are you hungering and thirsting for righteousness? Are you hungering and thirsting to do the will of God? Are you hungering and thirsting after God's will or your own will? Second, to be Spirit-filled, you need to be willing to surrender your life totally and irrevocably to our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul admonishes us in Romans 12, 1-2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Are you hungering and thirsting? After righteousness, are you totally surrendered? Have you presented your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God? Because that is our reasonable service. Are we being conformed by the world or are we being transformed by the renewing of our mind? Are we proving that what is good and acceptable and perfect? Are we proving that will of God to him? Are we seeking to live after God? Are we seeking to fulfill the charge that we've been given? Third, to be Spirit-filled, we need to confess every known sin which the Holy Spirit calls to our remembrance and experience the cleansing and forgiveness which God promises in 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins, 
He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Just as you exhale and inhale physically, so you also breathe spiritually. You exhale spiritually when you confess your sins and you inhale spiritually God's grace and love and knowledge when you pray and when you read and meditate on his word. Now Joshua had holy guidance. Joshua had holy guidance. He was being divinely guided by God in his life. Christians today need to seek to be in this same situation. We need to seek out God's guidance in our life. We need to be prayed up about every decision we make. We need to be prayed up about, about things in our life, major decisions. We need to be prayed up about the, the establishment of Bible-based convictions in our life and make sure we do not sway from them. Praying is how we can, like Joshua did, seek out and have holy guidance in our life. Joshua was guided by divine light, Numbers 27, verse 21. And he shall stand before Eleazar the priest, who shall ask counsel for him after the judgment of Urim before the Lord. Urim signifies light and knowledge. and also had the significance of meaning Joshua should not execute anything unless he knew it to be the will of God. It both guided him with divine light, opening up his understanding of things, and also was meant to be a limiting factor on him as well as to hold him to only doing those things which are in the will of God for the nation and for his life. Are we following the charge given to us? Are we only wanting and desiring to do those things within the will of God for our life? Or are we still living after our own will? Like the Urim was to Joshua, God's word is to us. The Bible both offers to us divine light to guide our footsteps and to illuminate our paths and also serves as a limiting factor in our life. If we will hold fast to its teachings and truths, it will keep us from sin in our life. Psalm 119, 104-106 Through thy precepts I get my understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn, and I will perform it, that I will keep thy righteous judgments. Are we in the Bible enough for it to have this kind of influence on our life? If not, we need be. You need divine guidance. You need the Bible. You need the divine guidance the Bible gives you. And you need the limiting influence from sin the Bible has in your life. You need divine guidance the Bible gives you and you need the limiting influence from sin the Bible has in your life. So our conclusion, Numbers 27, verse 21, As his word shall they go out, and at his word shall they come in, both he and all the children of Israel with him, even all the congregation, at his word they shall go out, at his word they shall come in. Joshua was called, and he was empowered by God to bring the people of Israel into the promised land. And Joshua did just that without fail. What could God be preparing you for? What could he be empowering you for? What could he have in mind for you to do in your life for him? We need to be like Joshua and keep ourselves ready and available for the Lord's use. Ready and available, hungering and thirsting to receive that charge from the Lord and to live out that charge in our life. Joshua is given a charge. We're given a charge. We're given the charge to share the gospel. We're given a charge to, to minister for Jesus, to meet needs, to, to reach out for people, 
to direct people, to teach people, to disciple people for the Lord. We are given a charge. We need to live out that charge. Are you living out the charge the Lord has placed on your life? Now we need to develop the type of character in our life as Joshua had. He was called by God to be the leader of his people. He had the kind of a character God could trust. Could God trust your character today with a big, important task for him? need to have the kind of character that leads in spite of opposition, that is open to God's calling and wants to be busy about the work of the Lord. God's promise to Joshua was that he would be with him, and he would help him lead the people of Israel into the promised land, and that promise was fulfilled. God's presence in a matter always ensures success. Joshua 3.7 And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. Now God's presence in a matter always ensures success, but that's success in God's eyes. Men may not think that that ministry was all that successful. But if you're in the will of God doing what he wants you to do, it's successful. It's a huge success. We need to be following the charge that God has given to us, and it will be a huge success. God measures success in different ways. And as long as we're in his will, following the charge he has given to us for our life, we will have success. Now the true and the secret to true and lasting success in our life is living in the presence of God and always making sure we are doing His will, and seeking His face with everything in our life. We need to make sure we are always yielding to the leading of the Holy Spirit in our life, and not doing our own will, but doing God's will, but living out the charge He has given to us, the charge to go into all the world and share the gospel, bring them in, compel them to come in. Are we living out that charge in our life? We need to make sure we accept our charge. Seek out the charge that God has given to us to do. We need to make sure we are hungering and thirsting after righteousness so we will accept that charge. So we will live out that charge and we will do that charge with our life. Joshua was given a charge. As a Christian, you are given a charge to live for the Lord, to bring glory for the Lord, to share the gospel, to bring others in, to disciple, to win others for Christ. Are we living out the charge that God has placed? On our life. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee Joshua the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay thy hand upon him, and set him before Eleazar the priest, and before all the congregation, and give him a charge in their sight. Give him a charge. We've all been given a charge from the Lord. Are we living out that charge in our life?